Hey guys, we're here for our second in-person Students of the Game interview, and we're here with Kagan Hopkins. Kagan and I met by coincidence in Richmond this off-season, just a, another small world, crazy baseball connection. Um, Kagan attended which community college out of high school? Solano Community College. Solano Community College out of high school, where he then transferred to Chico State. Chico State, he signed with and played his first year of professional baseball with the Gary, Gary South Shore Railcats in the American Association, where from there he was traded to the Schomburg Boomers and spent a few off seasons with Schomburg, or spent a few seasons with Schomburg, and from Schomburg, actually, matter of fact, last night, Kagan was just uh, traded to the Rockland Boulders in the Can-Am League, so congratulations there. And Kagan has spent some time the last, well, his three off, two and a half, three off seasons with Schomburg, training with Justin Orenduff, who originally was with Baseball Rebellion in the Chapel Hill, North Carolina region. And Kagan came across Justin when he was living in Chapel Hill with his life or with his wife. And Kagan, um, Kagan, Kagan, Justin's system is called the Delivery Value System. And in 2014, Justin established this system, which is also known as DVS, as a developmental program to extend the longevity of a pitcher's career. And in 2018, the DVS scoring system was published in the Orthopedics Medical Journal for predicting injuries in pitchers. And the range of this scoring method is is, is from zero to 24, and the higher your score, the lower your risk of injury. So, Kagan, if you could tell us just a little bit about your score, uh, when you first heard this score, how you felt, and kind of what this meant for you as your first step into working with the guys at Baseball Rebellion and Justin Orndorff. Uh When I first showed up, my score was an 11, which is pretty bad. Uh, it is now about 20 or 21, um, and to me that just means I can throw a longer period of time or more innings without putting too much stress on my arm where I'm going to get injured. And you think this has worked for you, I'm assuming, because we're here four years later of pro ball and everything is still going well. Kagan actually set the single season or single game strikeout record for Schomburg last year with 12, so congratulations again, and I think some of it has definitely worked for him. Um, so I, I understand that you came across Justin and DVS just by a matter of coincidence, but what exactly was it that sold you on Justin's program? Um, when I first met with him, he pretty much told me that he would teach me how to use my body to create more force towards the plate, and it would take stress off my arm. Um, having a little bit more velocity was something that attracted me to it, uh, but the thing that's made me stick with it is my lack of pain when I throw. Uh, my arm is rarely sore. Uh, I don't have any elbow pain or anything like that, and that's what made me stick with it for all these years. Okay, so now this is all post grad college time have you noticed a velocity increase in that time since you started working with Justin you know I haven't had a huge uptick in velocity or anything uh, I stayed about the same but my balls got a little bit heavier I had a little bit more movement a little bit more downward angle a little bit more sink in my fastball so there's definitely some positives that have come from it um, a lot of guys have told me that it feels a lot harder than it actually is so I take that as a plus I can tell you that firsthand he throws a very heavy fastball from catching him so I uh, definitely agree with that. Now, have you noticed one thing that we as pitchers want is we hear a lot that you want to have as repeatable of a motion as possible. So I believe myself that there's a few checkpoints in the pitching motion that everyone should 
get to and to me that kind of resonates as the whole repeatability uh, aspect making sure that you're getting to those same checkpoints every single time have you felt that your mechanics are more easily repeatable now like do, you, do you ever think about this on the mound is it just come easy to you and more comfortable after all these years it is for sure getting more comfortable uh, but I'd always been a, a pitcher that could repeat my motion uh, pretty consistently um, so once I made the adjustment and started changing my mechanics uh, for the DVS score and all that in the, with the program, uh, my arm just felt better. And so I still got that repeatability, still got the consistency with it, uh, where I can do it for a long period of time and not really feel too tired or not really get injured, uh, don't really feel any pain. Um, but yeah, no, the repeatability is still definitely there. Okay. Now, along with the, this whole deep, the whole DVS system, I know they provide you with you can correspond back and forth through some kind of app where you send videos, you can correspond with your coach. Now, can you just speak really quickly to the other guy who you worked with at Baseball Rebellion, Will? I know you said he helped develop the, the whole thing, some of the training protocol and all that for you. So what was his connection? I know Justin's more of the pitching coach. What was Will's connection with the whole DVS um, system? When I met Will, he was the like physical therapist at Baseball Rebellion. Uh, did a lot of the band work in the band program um, and what, what he really taught me was he taught me the proper posture with doing band work and how important it was uh, really helped strengthen my arm and my shoulder and back muscles to where they're at now uh, also helped me with showing me posture for like a weight program and lifting and how to do it correctly without with minimizing the injury aspect of it so what I thought was really interesting about the DVS scoring component are the six parts that they check in order to generate your score. These are mass and momentum, arm swing, posture, position at foot strike, path of arm acceleration, and your finish. So what do you, can you tell me or go into a little bit more insight on these six positions or maybe one or a few that really resonate with you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I first started, posture was really bad for me. Um, so that, that probably took, that was the first thing I, t I tackled and it took the longest. Uh, but then once I got that, what I work on now is the uh, ankle, knee, hip drive that I showed you earlier. And so I work on that and getting your hips leading your body, so getting out in front. Um, and then my arm swing. Those are probably the two that I struggle with or when I get tired, those are the first things that go. So those are the things that I, that I work on the most now. Okay, great. So now what, what really generated the ideas in my mind of like we need to sit down with Kagan and uh, learn a little bit more about this and maybe if we get the chance interview Justin and learn a little bit more about this system but I thought it was really cool how I was from day one throwing with Kagan I was very intrigued by his leg kick it's a very unique motion and almost reminds me of some old-school greats that we've seen and sure enough when I asked Kagan about this <coughs> the way excuse me that he started explaining this was um, he went to a pitching coach who taught kind of along the same way of guys like Sandy Koufax, Bob Gibson, Warren Spahn, and realized, oh, well, they've thrown hundreds and hundreds of innings every single year of their career, always have been healthy and maintained velocity. How did they stay healthy and how did they keep this velocity? So could you kind of connect the dots on those for me and how, how exactly Justin teaches this? Yeah, for sure. Uh, when I met with Justin, that's how he kind of uh, proposed this idea to me of these kind of old school throwing mechanics and how back then they would they use all of their bodies a lot better than how we use our bodies now obviously velocity is huge now but so are arm injuries and his thing was 
how can we get close to the velocity but have the risk of injury go down uh, so we started looking he started looking at videos and he started showing me videos of Warren Spawn and Sandy Koufax which I know he got injured but that's something different uh, but he started showing me these videos and how they would throw thousands of innings uh, and how they would use their body how they the arm swing was kind of long but how they would get these bigger muscles into each and every throw and how it was repeatable they did it over and over again for thousands of innings and their arm didn't wear and tear like our arms do now mm -hmm. um, so that was something that really jumped out at me and obviously the leg kick is something uh, is a byproduct of what they teach um, it's not necessarily they try to get you there it's they really just want you to relax your front hip so your front leg doesn't get you out front of yourself so it allows your back hip to really drive you towards the plate instead of you know leaning or tilting or whatever or coasting into the throw okay interesting so what is it of what what are you feeling in terms of these big muscles instead of using your arm when you lift your leg and you get to this this position this unique position with your leg kind of stuck out almost at a 45 degree angle where are you what big muscles are you, are you referring to that you're feeling so it all stems from the ankle knee hip drive so your power comes from the ground so, you know we always talk about pitchers nowadays like they push off the rubber so it's the same thing you get your power off of the rubber so when you drive it should go from your hip to your knee or I'm sorry from your ankle to your knee to your hip mm -hmm. up through your core and you should feel that stretch so we were talking about the thoracic movement I talked with you about that earlier um, and how that's such a big thing because it's honestly when you throw we've talked about this too like you create a whip your, your whole throwing motion you're trying to whip your arm and gain velocity that way. Well, it comes through your ankle, your knee, your hip, up through your core, through your shoulder, and then ultimately through your hand and the ball. Um, so that's the big muscles is everything in between, ears and everything. So the ones I focus on is using your, your hip and groin, your leg muscles, your glutes, your core, like your abs, your side, your obliques, all of that go into every throw. And you're using all of these big muscles that we have instead of just your shoulder or elbow, we're trying to create that separation it's, it's everything okay. Great. so what about the delivery value system has been the most instrumental in your development as a pitcher so another thing you could also touch on in this are the strengths and weaknesses with regards to your score that you noticed so what were your strong points from the score what were your weak points and what has happened moving forward to help you develop so like I said earlier when I showed up there my first session with Justin my score was an 11 which is horrible uh, the work that I put in with him and on my own to get myself to a better score, now it's a 20, 21. Um, that just means to me that basically all the hard work I put in is paying off. And that now I can go out there and as long as I'm focusing on the right mechanics or you know before a game focusing on mechanics, once the game starts, I'm just throwing, I'm just pitching now. Um, that process has took a while because it, like I said, like I've been throwing for 18 years the old way and it mm -hmm. took me a little while to get here now. Um, but now it's, I can just rely on my pitches and really just focus on attacking hitters. Uh, I don't have to worry about mechanics anymore, really. Um, I just have my cues that I focus on. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the micro adjustments throughout the game, pitch to pitch or inning to inning. Uh, but besides that, I'm just throwing now. Now, um, what are your cues? Because that's, that's something that's so important for me as a pitcher yeah. and every aspect of baseball, I think. So for me, especially uh, early in the game, my cue is I want to I want to generate a lot of energy energy going towards the plate. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, when I was warming up before the game, I'm focusing on my ankle knee hip drive. I'm focusing on relaxing my arm, relaxing my front leg, 
and letting my hips do the work and trying to get create that whipping motion with my body. Um, then as the game progresses, what's working, what's not working, I have other cues of um, I'm like leaning with the hips, make sure my posture, like my shoulders are back, or I'm, or like you were touched on keeping your head over your back leg. So certain things like that, I can feel myself getting out front, make that micro adjustment. Uh, I will say an important aspect is later in the game, Justin always had a quote that I know you want to go over. Mm -hmm. uh, you want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead. What's the quote? So I want my I want my pitchers to tire out. I want them to become physically exhausted from using their entire body to throw the ball pitch after pitch. If that happens at pitch 50 or pitch 100, I'm happy as long as they created good energy throughout their pitching delivery each throw. Now, Justin, and during his training sessions, apparently this is one thing that he'll ask his pitchers. Imagine it's a 2-2 count. The opposing team's best hitter is at the plate. He continues to foul off pitch after pitch. It's time to put a bit extra on your fastball and blow it by him. What would you do? So when, I, when he first asked me this, this was only about maybe three weeks, four weeks into actually training with him. And immediately I started flexing my arm. I started to get really tense and you know trying to muscle my way into getting that little extra. And it turns out that my velocity went down two miles an hour in that session. And so he talked to me about that. And now what, what he wanted you to focus on and what has been my progression to this point is when you get tired, be relaxed. Making sure you're taking a deep breath and you're relaxing. You're relaxing your arm, you're relaxing your legs, and you're driving through your hip. So now when I start to get tired, like everyone else does, at some point in their start or their outing, they'll get that exhaustion point take a deep breath and I make sure, all right, my cue is I'm gonna drive through my back hip and then relax everything else. Um, because with a whip, you need things to be relaxed. If everything's tense, you can't actually whip anything. Like your arm's not gonna whip through the zone. But if you're relaxed, then that is going to still provide you the velocity even though you're exhausted because you're using these big muscles. Like if your shoulder's exhausted and all you do is use your shoulder and elbow to throw, that's 50% of the equation, you're gonna throw a lot slower. Uh, so that's something that Whenever I get exhausted, that's one thing I think about is that question, all right, what do you need to do right now to get through this inning, to get through this batter, to get through this next pitch? And it's relax. Relax and use those big muscles to make sure this next pitch comes in 100 miles an hour from my legs <laughs> and my the ground up. But yes. uh, yeah, no, that, that concludes our session. Uh, it was great to hear from Kagan um, on his perspective of his time with uh, with Justin Orenduff at Baseball Rebellion and more in depth through the delivery value system and what he learned from his score and how this has helped him develop as a player throughout professional baseball uh, throughout the last few years. And just want to say thank you, Kagan. And it was nice talking to you and looking forward to hearing more. Thanks for having me on. So this is a drill that I learned at Baseball Rebellion uh, when I was over there working with Justin. Um, basically what I'm trying to feel is I'm trying to feel my drive towards the plate. And the first thing that should be going towards the plate is ankle, knee, then hip. So I'm relaxing my front leg and I'm driving into the wall. Just like that. So it should be about two feet away and just drive. So this is a drill that I learned with Justin when I was working with him at Baseball Rebellion. It's called a hip set walk. And what I'm trying to feel is uh, a fast transfer in my hips while keeping my shoulders neutral. So it should look something like this. Do you feel anything in your front side when you do that, or is it all through your back side and your no, back hip? It's all through my back side. My front side is relaxed the whole time. 